friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. So today on the show, I'm chatting with, sorry, I could not resist the pun, (laughs) Vanessa Quigley. (laughs) We love all chat puns. In fact, we have made up all kinds of new words using the word chat, so I'm all for it. Love that. So Vanessa is a mom of seven and she's the chat booker in chief of the photo book subscription app, Chatbooks. So Chatbooks has grown into a huge company. I'm just so excited for you guys and your success and so excited to be talking with you today. So welcome to the show, Vanessa. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure. So Vanessa, I'd love for you to just start by sharing kind of the story of where this idea for Chatbooks came from and how you took it from idea to a full-fledged company. Well, it is quite a long story. I'll try to give you the condensed version. You know, ever since I was, actually, it wasn't until I was a mom that I really took memory, like keeping seriously. Like when I had my first child is when we bought our first camcorder and our first real camera. And back then it was all film, right? So you had to buy film and then develop the film. And I just felt this big obligation to keep a record of our family story. And, And I did that through scrapbooking and the old school way with paper and scissors and stickers and and I would put my baby to bed and then I would spend hours at this creative outlet that I also felt was really important. And so I did that for years until I had, let's see, I was pregnant with my fifth baby is when my, I last remember scrapbooking and I was doing a big catch up. I was put on some semi bed rest and was kind of captured there in my, in my bedroom. And so I, I tried my hardest to get caught up on my scrapbooking, but that was honestly the last time that I ever did anything with printed photos. And, and quite frankly, I don't, really remember printing photos after that. Digital photography had become so popular and it was expensive to print photos. And I just felt like, well, they were safe and sound on my hard drive. So, and I was busy with five, six, and then seven kids. And so I, I hadn't been doing anything as far as memory keeping and record keeping. But when my youngest, who just turned nine, he was just five at the time. And he went to bed one night and I was making the rounds to check on everyone and make sure, you know, lights were off and everyone was tucked in and I could hear him crying in his room. And I went in there and I said, buddy, what's wrong? What's going on? And he rolled over and he was holding a little photo book that his preschool teacher had made for him. She had taken photos of different things they'd done throughout the year and bought a little dollar store album and dropped those little snapshots in there and given them to each of the kids as a graduation present, which I thought was really sweet. But I had no idea the impact that that had on him because that night he was feeling like he was growing up, like <laughs> for a five-year-old to get a little nostalgic. But he had been looking through this little photo album and felt like, in fact, he told me, mama, I don't ever want to grow up. He was holding on to those memories, those physical memories that he had as reminders of those things in his little life up to that point. And it was the sweetest, tenderest little moment, but it also just hit me like a ton of bricks that I was failing in one of my most important jobs as a mother. Like 
I am not helping them hold on to their memories. I'm not even printing photos, much less making photo books. So that was about three and a half years ago. And my husband had been working for a couple years on another, another project that was aimed to help people safeguard, organize, and enjoy their memories. It was more of a cloud-based solution. He he was operating on the premise that print was dead and that everything needed to be organized and easily accessible in the cloud, which I think is great. And I would love for someone to organize everything I have in the cloud for me. But it was that moment that I realized that print wasn't dead, that there was value in literally holding on to our memories. And so I, that night I marched downstairs and I told my husband, babe, we're, you're doing this the wrong way. This is what I want you to do. Print my Instagram. I had been using Instagram for a few years. I'm the oldest of 12 in my family. And my little sisters are all much younger and way more savvy and cool than I am. And they had tipped me off on this cool app called Instagram. And so I had been using it for a few years, sharing photos with them, mostly just my sisters and a couple of close friends. But when I thought about it, what I was doing essentially was curating my camera roll. You know, we take a million pictures because we carry our phones, our slash cameras with us everywhere. And taking the photo is the easy part, but then our phones get clogged up and we don't have any space left. And then we're in this dilemma of, do I erase everything so that I can take another photo or what do I do? I had just been dumping my photos on hard drives and I actually have a big bin still full of hard drives that one day I will get to and chatbook all those photos too. But I realized that I kind of had been using Instagram as a way to curate my camera roll, posting some of my favorite pictures to share with friends and family. And so I thought if I could just have those pictures in a book that I could give my kids to look at and put on the shelf and feel like I'm I'm doing my important mom work of recording our family story, that would be better than nothing. You know, fortunately, he had a little dev team in place that had been working on his project and he was willing to listen and to pivot. And within a week, we had a working a prototype and it was just like crazy from there. Like it, I was not the only one that wanted this. And and I think we were lucky to be able to jump on the momentum that was built with Instagram. A lot of people had been using Instagram to document and share highlights at least of their lives. And it was super easy within 60 seconds, we could print everything that you had ever posted to Instagram, including your captions and your date. We organized them in volumes. So like everything was taken care of. And anyway, that that's how we got started. And we continue, we're continuing to grow with our customers that use Instagram, but we've also added other uh, photo sources, recognizing that we don't put everything on social media that we would like maybe in our books. And we're just continuing to grow and listen to our customers and hopefully build products that that I want primarily, because this was a solution for me, but also other busy moms out there. Oh, exactly. And Vanessa, I have to say, I love your focus just on solving that busy mom's problem. And even with your most recent ad, your video ad, so brilliant. Oh, it turned out so well. We're so happy with that. And I, I had to say too, I so I shared that ad on my page for I have you know brilliant business moms page, and everyone commented and said this is the only ad that I've actually enjoyed watching. Yay. <laughs> well, you know, my number one, okay, my number one objective was to help sell books, right? Acquire new customers. But really, I wanted to entertain. I wanted to help people laugh because I believe that is the most 
important thing as mothers to survive all that's wonderful and crazy in motherhood is a sense of humor. And there is so much humor in raising children. So that was that was my number one priority in, as we were writing and casting and, and producing that video. And I'm so glad that it worked. Yes, it really did. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that too, Vanessa. Just, I mean, I'm sure this was a huge undertaking and a huge financial commitment and then running this ad. Can you walk us through like a little bit of that that process and how this all came to life? Well, you know, it was it was a big leap of faith for us. It was a big financial commitment and we still consider ourselves a startup. We raised a round of financing last year, last January, we closed on that. And so we were lucky enough to have some money in the bank to experiment with some different marketing angles. And I, we knew we wanted to do a big video and our company is based here in Provo, Utah, which not many people are familiar with, but it is a beautiful little piece of heaven on earth. <laughs> right now it's snowing. Like it's like I'm in a snow globe here. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. But it's also this amazing creative place. There's so many creative, talented people here. And the ad agency that we ended up using, the Harmon Brothers, and they're just located down the street. And they had done some successful ad campaigns. Purple was one of them, Squatty Potty, Fiber Fix. If you wanted to Google their their videos are hilarious too. And so I knew they had the comedic element, but they also had great success in just ROI. So I, I thought that that would be a good fit. And the fact that they were just down the street and we actually, they were pretty picky about the customers that they take on. We had to kind of sell ourselves to them. We had to apply and pitch ourselves. And we were thrilled to find out that the owners of of that agency were already happy chat bookers. And so it became a match made in heaven. And we had a couple writing meetings and the, the working on the script was a big collaborative effort, but we had some really talented people kind of heading that and we're able to cast local talent. The woman that plays our real mom, she just lives down the street here too. She's amazing. Lisa Valentine Clark. And actually I had seen her in another movie that she had done last year called Once I Was a Beehive and which is on Netflix and is amazing. You should watch it with your kids. But the whole time I watched that movie, I thought, man, this woman reminds me of me or who I think I am or who I kind of want to be fun and, and energetic. And anyway, when her name came up as the as a potential to, to be the lead uh, in the commercial, I, <laughs> I was a little giddy, a little starstruck. So I we're, we're happy how it all turned out. And, you know, when we launched it, you know, when you work on something so closely, you kind of lose touch with what it what it really is. You know, like, have you ever worked really hard in a meal in the kitchen and then you get to the end and you can't even eat it? You're just like, oh, no, I've I just I've lost my appetite. That happens to me all the time. But we were in this position with this video because we had, you know, been working on the script and then the casting and then the editing is just the hardest part. We had to cut so many funny things. There was this one scene where she pushes grandpa in the pool and I'm a sucker for <laughs> for physical comedy. And unfortunately that got cut. But just working so closely on the project when we finally saw the final cut before our, our launch launch party, my husband and I watched it and, you know, we, we laughed through it. But then at the end, we looked at each other and we said, I don't know. Is it funny? <laughs> we don't even know anymore. But at that point, it was it was time to to launch, and we kind of took a deep breath. And I think it was at noon or yeah, one p.m. We had about a hundred people in the room, people from our team and from the Harmon Brothers, and and we showed the video, and then we said, okay, this is what we want everyone to do. Just post it on your personal Facebook page. And then we would just want to see what happens. We were really curious to see how it would grow organically. I mean, obviously, we had money to put behind it 
also, but we want, we're really curious about the organic impact it would have in, Oh my gosh, that was the funnest week ever. I could not stop checking <laughs> Facebook. Every time I would look, there was the numbers were bigger and bigger. And so it paid off really well for us. And we were able to get our return before we ever put any money behind the marketing spend. So so yeah, we were super excited about it and loved reading all the comments. And we're excited to continue the adventures of our real mom. We've, we've contracted with her to do some more work with us. And so we're excited to, to share that with everyone this coming year. Oh, that is so fun. I was gonna ask that too, if you had any more real mom stories coming up. So oh, I'm excited to see those. There's this scene in the in the commercial where they're at the baseball game. Do you know the part I'm talking about where she's trying to take a picture of her son and he turns around and he gets hit in the head with a baseball? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that always gets the biggest laugh. But there is her husband is sitting next to her in that scene. And he didn't really play a role in this video. But we have discovered that dads are actually doing a lot of chat booking. Dads take a lot of photos and dads love apps and technology. And so we might do a little spin on the on the real dad, the chat books dad too. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, that would be really fun. <laughs> and I just wanted to clarify this is this I think is just super exciting. So you were saying that you know, when you posted that video just organically on your business page, the level of app installs and new customers you got just from that had already paid for your the huge production. It was amazing. And we were so we were so grateful because like I said before, it, you know, we just we didn't even know if it was good by the time we we were going to push go. And it's been very, very fun. And it was a great way to end out our year. Oh, definitely. So I'm curious too, and mm -hmm. totally random aside, you don't have to share this if you don't want to. How many total or how many new customers were you guys able to generate from this ad campaign? You know, I should know those numbers. I, I don't. You know, my husband, my husband and I, we are the co-founders. He's the CEO. I have that lovely title, Chatbooker in Chief, which basically means I do whatever I want. But he's the numbers guy. He's the accountant, the accountant and he does all the numbers. And I, I'm more the big picture, like motivating the troops. So... And it's actually, I operate better without knowing. Like, I just like to have eternal optimism and then just keep going forward. Like, everything's everything's going great. And if it's not, he'll tell me. So I don't have those numbers off the top of my head. But it's, I will just say we ended the year very happy. So it was good. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So speaking of, you know, being a startup and you've gone through rounds of funding, you have investors. I have to say as, you know, a mom with a successful business, the idea of having investors kind of freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> so I would love to hear, I guess, just a little bit about kind of what are the pros and cons of having investors in your business and how did you guys know that that was gonna be the route you wanted to, to take? Well, I think that, you know, initially, I mentioned my husband had been working on another little project before of uh, organizing and safeguarding memories. And we, when we started that, we funded that ourselves. And you, if things don't pick up right away, you get to the point where you either have to quit or you have to call in some support. And so with his original concept, his idea, he had some angel investors that had invested in he, And my husband had actually started a couple other companies that were venture backed too. So he had done that before. And that's kind of the model that he had done. I mean, personally, I would have loved to have started this company just with our own bank account and been able to grow it and have full ownership. But we were at a point where, you know, I had told you that story with my with my little boy, Declan. At that point, we had spent all of our own money and we were, you know, kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel of our investors for 
for Nate's, you know, original attempt. And so when we launched Chatbooks, we like had no cash and we knew like we can only grow so much without having any money for marketing or to hire. But we know this is going to take off and we want to go big. We're going to need some help. And uh, thankfully, my husband has had experience in raising money and working with investors and was able to you know, help us close that round. And again, you know, taking that money and seeing that what we were able to do, how we're able to grow, you know, we're basically just investing in marketing. We have a great product. I mean, we are hiring the team out to continue to develop the product. We have some other products that we are hoping to develop this year, too, but a big portion of what we need a lot of cash for is, is the marketing. We just need to get the word out there. You know, there are some other companies that that print photo books that have a huge market share and we just need to get the word out there. And we're convinced that when we do, we will convert a lot of those customers. Right. And so far <laughs> you have been a hundred percent correct <laughs> in assuming that. And I, yeah, I'm just so excited that, you know, that commercial that you guys created has done so well. You know, and some people do complain about, you know, drawbacks for having investors because you don't get to call all of your own shots. But in my experience, like watching my husband with his first couple companies and then also with with chatbooks is if you get the right investors, it's a win-win. You know, they're on your side. They want you to succeed. And it it is nice to have some accountability. I've seen other startups that start to go off the rails because there isn't anyone there kind of holding, you know, the people leading the company accountable. So we've been really lucky to have amazing investors that are here local too. And we've 100% feel like they're on our team and help keep us focused. And it's, it's been nothing but a blessing for us and our company. That's a great point. And that's so good to hear. So Talk to me, Vanessa, about working with your husband, uh, because I have to be honest with you, my husband occasionally will help out in certain parts of my business, which is awesome because he's got his own full-time demanding job, but I can't imagine us working together full-time on the same business, so I'd just love to hear it from you straight. What's it like, and how do you guys make that work? Well, let me start off by saying it's wonderful. I am so grateful that we're doing this together. But for years, he has been dropping hints that he wanted to do a business together. And I had no interest. Like zero wouldn't even entertain like talk of business plans or business ideas. Like the last thing I wanted to do was work for him. He's always been the boss. I'm the boss of my world. I don't how would we function with two bosses? It just seemed insane. And and to be honest, when I pitched him my chapbooks idea and I said, go build this, please, I this is going to work. He did it on his own with his team for a few weeks. And I kind of watched and I would then, you know, say, oh, but you know what, you really should do this. Maybe think about doing this. And he didn't want to hear me talking about that in the bedroom. He wanted me in the office, like helping grind it out and build a product and and market it. I, I was really hesitant because, you know, I, I really liked the way our marriage worked <laughs> and had worked for 20 years. And I just thought this one might be a little bit more than we could handle. But it became really clear that he needed me, the business needed me. And I just took that leap of faith and jumped in. And honestly, I've told this over and over again, I really feel like it has enriched our relationship. You know, we've been married now for, oh my gosh, 23 years. We got married in 1994. Yeah, it'll be 23 years this year. So I feel like we've been through a lot and we've we've had a 
work through our differences. We we don't always agree on things. And, you know, with the business, we don't always agree either. But I respect him and his experience. And he... <laughs> He respects me too. Even though I don't have the business experience, I I definitely have some intuition about things that work. And so it's been really fun to assume our, our roles in this company and build it together and become closer to each other, actually. Right. And it, it seems so obvious that you both bring such different strengths to the table. So and, and for me, like I can't imagine starting a company on my own while still raising this family. I've got I've got five kids at home still. Two have gone off to college, but I've got five at home. And, you know, we're right in the thick of it. One's a senior getting ready to graduate, suffering real bad senioritis. And if I had to be solely focused on building the business by myself with a team that I've assembled, I think it would be much harder. But the fact that I feel equally yoked with my husband, who is also equally invested in our family and our personal life. And so there's a lot of give and take there. And he's he's very much my advocate about like recognizing like, hey, the family needs you. I don't want you coming to the office for the next two days. You need We need you to be here full time. And that is a blessing for me because, you know, I've always wanted to be able to prioritize family first. And so I feel like I've got the greatest gig in the world right now. I love that. So that really does bring me to my next question. I I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what does a typical day look like when you're your mom of seven? And like you said, you know, family is a huge priority for you too. walk me through kind of that your daily schedule. Well, one of the reasons why I just never imagined like working full time is because I've always had babies at home and and I actually graduated from college with a degree in vocal performance. I wanted to be on Broadway. <laughs> but I also graduated with a baby, so going to Broadway was not it's not going to happen for me. But, you know, while I was raising my my children, I did a lot of community theater and I always felt like I was still doing my own thing and I would, you know, do a show, couple, do a couple shows and then take a break, have another baby, do a couple more shows. So I always felt like I was a working mom in the sense that I was used to juggling things outside of the home also, but not on a full-time basis. And I was really looking forward to my youngest finally being in school all day and just the possibilities, you know, having all the days to myself to either, you know, become a yoga instructor or maybe go back and get my master's. I mean, like the world is my oyster, right? I was going to be able to do whatever I wanted, but I never imagined I would find myself going to the office every day. But that's, that's what happened. And because it was a company that I was super passionate about, and I felt like I was building from scratch with my husband, I would drop the kids off at school, go to work. And then the idea was to come home when they got home from school. But I have such great neighbors and carpools that they would often just take my kids home and feed them snack and let them play there. And I would show up at home around five or 530. And we did that for a little while. And I could really feel the the negative impact that was having on our family. In fact, one time the kids were like, mom, are you ever going to cook again? <laughs> so I, you know, we were in the grind of early startup days there. So, so that, that was just what was necessary. But as we were able to build out our team and I was able to discipline myself a little bit more to come home, I really tried to make it a habit to be home when they get home from school. This year, my New Year's resolution is to only go to the office three days a week. I'm really lucky the office is just five minutes away from my house. So it's easy to pop in and out if I need to. But I and I can do a lot from home as well. And and I do travel a bit. So so it all evens out. But I'm going to try to spend less time in the office and try to be a little more present here with my with my family while I still have them 
living under my roof. I lose another one this year, so I'm feeling a little bit <laughs> sentimental and misty about it. So, Aww. yes, but I do start my days really early because, you know, I don't have very much time for myself. And for me, exercise is really important to met physically and mentally. So I, I tend to get up before six and exercise at six, get the kids off. They start leaving around 730. The last carpool leaves around nine. So then I work from nine to 2.30 or 3, and then I'd really try to stay focused on family until I inevitably pull out my laptop at night. But that's another New Year's resolution. I'm really going to try not to go to bed with my laptop. <laughs> I can work at night, but by 10 o'clock, screen's over. We'll see. I, I just said that out loud, so I, accountability, right? <laughs> yeah. I have to confess, I used to be that way too. I used to always have my laptop in bed with me, and then pregnancy made me so tired that <laughs> I just couldn't do it anymore. That helped me stay accountable, I guess. <laughs> yep. Some things have to give. Well, Vanessa, it has been so much fun chatting with you today. As we wrap up, we love to ask all of our brilliant business moms this question. Do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment that you could share with us? Oh my goodness. I've been so sentimental lately. Like I said, my third is a senior. He's going off to college. My daughter, Lakin, she's a sophomore in college, and she actually leaves in a couple of weeks. She's moving to Canada for a year and a half. And, and my baby, who just turned nine on Tuesday, the night before his ninth birthday, I went up and checked on him, and he's all tucked in his bed, and I snuggled him and told him how much I love him, and I can't believe how big he's getting, and I just needed one last kiss from my eight-year-old, and he refused me. Absolutely refused. I'm, he sleeps up on a loft bed, so I couldn't even get to him. Like I would have like manhandled him and tackled him over, but I couldn't even reach him. And I was so sad. I just, okay, good night and walked out of that room and right, yeah. had to wipe a little tear, but you know, I thought, okay, well, I guess this is life. No more babies. They're all growing up. But in the morning he found me and he grabbed me and he gave me a big kiss on the cheek. And he said, Mom, I just want to start nine years old off right. And so it melted me a little. It melted me a little bit. And hopefully I still, you know, still have a special place in his heart. But anyway, that's that was probably my most adorable, my latest most adorable moment there. Oh, that's really cute. Oh, that was really sweet. And hey, if it makes you feel any better, my only six-year-old he tries to hide from my kisses at night too. And he's also in a loft bed. It's totally not fair. <laughs> he moves away, covers him up with the blanket, and I'm like, no fair. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Vanessa. This has been a lot of fun, and I know my listeners are going to be so excited to hear from you. If you could just tell them really quickly, where is the best place for them to find you and find chat books online? Well, we are at chatbooks.com and we have a blog there. And also you can, if you use chatbooks, you can just log into your account there and work on your chatbooks. We also have a great Instagram account, chatbooks, and I'm at Vanessa Quigley on Instagram. And I'm not like, I don't post a ton of personal stuff to Instagram. In fact, I was private for a long time. And then when when we launched Chatbooks and I became more of a voice of, or Chatbooker in chief, <laughs> I, I went public. And so I'm a little more careful about what I post there. But if anyone ever has any questions or wants to chat, I'm Vanessa at chatbooks.com. And yeah, check us out. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vanessa. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. <laughs>